Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Right in the middle of my interview with General Michael Flynn, he's talking about the youth vote educating the youth about what's happening around the world and about what's happening in our country. Now we continue with General Michael Flynn. Young people do care about their future. They want to know that they have a future. You know, as much fun as you want to have in your in your 20s, right, you still want to know that, you know, down the road you got something to rely on. And it's not some communist state, frankly, which is part of, of the direction. It's, it's sort of a direction that some people in our government are heading. And so I want people, I want young people especially to know that, you know, because I know you're like this too, Joe, that guys like you and I, we're going to stand up and we're going to fight for this country using every tool that we have, yes. you know, and the, and the information medium is one of those major tools right now to get a message across. And we are fighting for their future, for them to have a future that, that frankly is a lot of fun. They can earn a lot. Of, they can earn, a, you know, a good living. They can raise a family, and they can enjoy the United States of America. Frankly, as you and I have been able to, because yeah. you know, there's not that many people, honestly, Joe, that are out there on a daily basis fighting back. There really are not. We well, know. Well, I want to. I want to. If you don't mind, let, let me throw this at you because you just took me to a place that I didn't know I was going to go today. I saw a video about two months ago. The video is is um, of those who just signed up and they're going. They're about to go to basic training. And somebody goes yep. around with a camera and a microphone and says, why did you join? And the first person says, well, I pay for college. And the next one, why did you join? That free food. Why did you join? I was bored sitting at home. General, not one person said because I love the country. Not one yeah. person said because the Constitution means something and I will fight for this great land. How do we restore that nationalistic feeling within yeah. the, the hearts and minds of, of Americans, young Americans? Yeah. yeah, one word, leadership, leadership. Mm. Leadership matters. It matters a lot. You know, you don't go and fight an enemy overseas because you hate the enemy. Okay, I didn't grow up hating. You know, I was in the era of the Soviet Union. I didn't grow up hating Russians. I didn't grow up hating somebody. I grew up loving our country. And I think our leaders in in the military have to restore this idea and this ideal right of of respect and love of country. There's yes. nothing wrong with that. It's okay to to say, you know, why are you joining the military? Because I love this country. I feel like I have to serve. I feel like I want to serve. And you're going to get so much out of it. You're going to, you're going to have lifelong friendships. You're going to have a an experience of a lifetime. And and honestly, we can't make those kinds of decisions that we make in this country right now unless we had all the all the men and women 
that were in our past, in our historic, our storied history that sacrificed their very lives for us to be able to have this great country that we have. We don't fight enemies because we hate enemies. We fight our enemies because we love our country. And that's what we need to restore. So well said. It's General Michael Flynn. Go to fightlikeaflynnpack.com, fightlikeaflynnpack.com. I'm not sure I told you this last time. I may have. My father was in the Air Force, and he passed away at 69 years old, but he was so proud of being in the Air Force that every second of my life that, that I knew my dad, um, he, he would talk about his service. When I was in the service, the service, the service, the service. Yeah. When he passed, the Air Force came, and they, they folded the flag and did the whole ceremony for him, and he would have been so proud of that. I don't know that yeah. we have that anymore, knowing that we're setting up drag shows uh, on yeah. these campuses, that we're talking about uh, uh, trans people can get their operation through the being paid for by the DOD because they have this, this gender dysphoria. Again, it's just about leadership. You just, if you were in the next administration and you had uh, this, the, the decisions to make about the, about the military in this country, what would you do immediately? I would immediately, immediately get the, get the leadership in and I'm talking about like I'd probably drag in every you know I think we have 40 something four stars I'd drag yeah. them all in and I'd tell them we have one goal we have to be trained prepared and ready to win any war that we get involved in any conflict that we get involved in there's no more participating in in these long endless wars if if our nation and our political leadership calls us to go to war and they give us clear objectives which I will demand I will demand clear objectives then we are going to go as a prepared, as a ready, as a well-trained force, and we are going to win. We're not going to go to participate to get brownie points. You don't get a trophy for second place in warfare. And we learned that in our uh, debacle leaving Afghanistan. So we have to have a trained, ready, prepared force, military force, to win our nation's wars, not this endless participation stuff. It's crazy. That's what I would I would gather every I think we have 40, 44, 45, four stars today. And in and in the, the height of World War Two, I think we had seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that, that, that's that's that. a huge. No, that's amazing. And are we are we just handing them out or, or do we have people that, that are that well trained? We, it, that- it just shows you it shows you and we have a much smaller military. Yeah. It shows you it's like it's like the, the federal government, this bloated federal government that we have. Our military has allowed itself to become bloated as well. And, and I mean, we don't, you know, we don't need that level of, because when you have a, when you have a three star, right, which I was, or a four star, you have all of these baggage handlers and jugglers and all the, all the stuff that comes with, uh, with that office. And now those are people that could be put into military, into, into infantry units or armor units or naval ships. I mean, we have got to make sure that the forces that are going to go to fight our nation's force are ready, trained, prepared, and they have the and they have the resources to win. Period. All of these big headquarters that we have with a lot of people wandering around doing nothing or God knows what, we don't need all that stuff. Believe me, we don't need all that stuff. I know uh, it. I'm and with that's you. What we would, that's what we would need to change. It's General Michael Flynn. Go to fightlikeaflynnpack.com. It's his new organization. You're going to want to go and check that out. Let me ask you about, about Israel and, and Hamas. Hamas, that was the elected government by the Palestinians. Why we're pretending like they're separate, I don't know. Exactly. But, but if, if, you're, if you're in a, a, a decision-making position right now, what is our role and what do you tell Israel? Yeah, I would tell Israel to continue their fight. I mean, Israel is going, sadly, I mean, I, this is one where, 
where Israel's survival is at stake, not not whether they win or lose, their survival is at stake. You know, what's what is showing again, and I've been through this, Joe, in my many years in the military, my many years overseas in the Middle East, and uh, and I have a deep understanding of this culture that we're facing, this radical Islamist culture. And this is not about, you know, oh, you got to worry about humanity. No, people are beginning to see the radicalized nature of, of Islam, and I'm, you know, and I, and people can argue with me about it all day. I've dealt with it. I have studied it. I have, you know, done all the things that I needed to do as a military officer, certainly right. while I was serving overseas fighting these guys. Israel must continue their fight. Otherwise, they are not going to survive. You, these are not, these are not people that, that are going to, you know, suddenly go to the peace table and they're going to go, okay, we'll stop fighting. This will never end. This will never end. This is now a time where there, a decision has to be made by the Israelis. They must destroy this enemy and they must, you know, they must not give up because if once they give up or once they're kowtowed by the international community into some peace agreement, I'm telling you, they will lose and they they will lose their ability to survive as a state. And and I mean, that's just the way it is right now. Now, what is our role? What is the United States role? We've always been, you know, the best ally of Israel in the uh, in the in the Middle East. And frankly, in the world, the United States has we should we should help out Israel to the extent that we can help them out and, you know, let them fight this war there. But we all all ought to start taking a step back to it and look at what's happening on the streets of America right now. We've yes. got Palestinians, fly, the flags flying all over the place. We have riots in the streets of America, pro-Hamas riots that they're beating up cops. They're kicking down, they're breaking into places. I think we got at least one person who's been killed uh, so far. I mean, we've got American flags being torn down. These are not peaceful protesters. These are right. people that hate this country and they want to destroy this country. So. We're we're in a we're in a new a new domain right now in terms of this war and the war is no longer just over on the Gaza Strip or the southern border of of Israel it is now here in the United States of America so our leadership is going to have to step up and really give some clear unambiguous objectives as to what we need to be thinking about as American citizens one of the things I would love to see and and I you know I'll, I'll state it here is this president President Biden right who can't even you know, can't even get a sentence out. Right. Biden needs to do a State of the Union immediately because our country is at such risk right now because of Ukraine, because of the Middle East, because of the disaster on the border, because of the rise of drugs, because of the rise of rioting in our own streets right now and the threat to the security and stability and safety of every American. This president needs to go in front of Congress and say, here is the State of the Union. Here is what my plan is to make sure that we protect the safety and security of every single American, not only here domestically, but overseas, because we still have people held hostage in uh, in Gaza. God knows where they are. They're maybe they, they got absconded to Qatar, which is another disaster relationship that we have now exposed that has been exposed. And this this administration is basically bowing to the, you know, the Qataris regime, the Iranians, I mean, all of these anti-American, you know, American hating countries. I mean, it's yes. just it's it's just it blow, it, it's mind blowing. But that's what I would want from this president right now. 
Yeah, but Jim, well, I, I've, got, I've got to stop you because I'm going to say something you already know. He's not going to do that because all of these things are happening because of the policies of this administration. The open yeah. border, the globalist attitude, the WEF crap, uh, the, the pushing electric cars, the mess in Israel and the Middle East, the mess that Iran is funding over there. We keep giving them more money, the mess in Ukraine. This is all happening because of the moves that he or whoever's controlling the joint, yeah. it's not him, the, 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 the decision that they made. So he's not going to do that. But what can Congress do to stop this garbage that's coming out of the White House? Well, I, I will tell you that, the, yeah, the, the Speaker of the House, this is how important that role is. The Speaker of the House can, number one, can demand that the President of the United States come and address Congress. Okay, he can demand that. Now, okay. it doesn't mean that the President has to do it, but he can publicly demand that the President of the United States come and address the people of the United States. That's one of the of the responsibilities and one of the authorities of the Speaker of the House. That's number one. Number two, they can immediately shut down any of this, any of these funding, these funds that are going over to different places to do different things that God knows where that money is going and, and put big, big demands. We just saw the Department of Defense failed another audit. And I think the numbers were like $3 trillion, Pags. Wow. I mean, it, it, we can't have this. This cannot continue to go on. Enough is enough. The American people are sick of it. That's what Congress can do. Congress does have the power of the purse, and the Speaker of the House can demand publicly what I just said, which is get the President of the United States over to speak to the American people, because that's what the House of Representatives represents. They represent yes. the people, not the upper chamber of the Senate. Right. The House of Representatives. Well, well I, I'm with you, and the House can make those moves, but the House has already defunded the 87,000 IRS agents that the Senate refused to take up. They can defund the Ukrainian war, and the Senate won't take it up. Well, you've only right. got the House, and you can't get Chuck Schumer on board. You have no leverage against Biden. What can you do, literally, before the next election? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. So, back again, you don't need the Senate to do some of that stuff. You don't need the Senate. The House can do. A can lot. the House strip it out without the Senate approving the House it? Really? Can, the House can, can, they, they can just stop everything. Before a bill goes over or before anything goes back over to the White House, right. it always comes back to the House of Representatives before it then goes over to the White House. So, every single thing can be held up in the House. Everything. The Senate. It's not a rubber stamp. But well, that's, it if, is that's a, if they have the wherewithal, if they have the backbone to say, well, we'll, sh we'll guts, shut the government yeah. down. They they're the always guts. afraid of being accused of shutting the government down. Uh, for me, shut it down until we get what we want. Use your shut leverage. Shut it down. I'm going to yeah. tell you, Joe, if people, if we shut Washington, D.C. down for a month, nobody would know it. Actually, we probably would feel better. And the media would then have to go. Well, I, think so, I, I think Zelensky would know it. Yeah, well, too well, bad. You know, I mean, that's we're, Zelensky is not somebody we should be given a dime to. I, I agree. mean, the, the amount of money that we've wasted over in Ukraine for a losing war that we knew was a losing war from the beginning, and this this administration has not Biden has not said one iota about anything about having to do with objectives for why we're even. We have there. no idea what victory is. No we have no idea. idea. No it's, uh, it's General Michael Flynn. Go to his new website. It's uh, fightlikeaflynnpack.com. Go find out more about that. In, in the about minute and a half, two minutes I have left, General, I've got to ask you about a story that Monica Matthews put up on, uh, on Twitter earlier. Um, she's a friend. She's also in the radio business. There's a story that the VA health system uh, is ordering the staff to remove Bibles from every missing man table display. This is disgusting. It's a Judeo-Christian 
values-based country. The Bible is yeah. a staple in this country. doesn't mean that you have to follow the Bible. doesn't mean you have to be a Christian or a Jew. But why would we remove that from, from the missing man table display? What do we achieve by doing that? Yeah. This administration and the people that are running our country right now are godless. They're soulless. They're dark. They are evil. I mean, this is a spiritual war as much as it is a physical war. This is a good versus evil time that we are in. I am not surprised one bit. They will remove, give, given the, 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 uh, the, the additional leverage that they want, and they are taking, wh whether we like it or not, they will remove God. They will remove the word creator. They will remove any, any idea about you know, light or heaven or some other spiritual aspect of our, of our Declaration of Independence of our uh, Bill of Rights or our Constitution. And then the Bible is just just another example of removing everything that, that deals with faith that is the foundation of this country. Christian faith is the foundation of this country. The, yes. the Judeo-Christian principles and values, we should be fearless about them. This government will remove every single bit of it, and they'll do it without asking. You know, we'll just, we'll hear about it, and next thing you know, it's like, well, what happened to the Bible? What happened to the phrase under God? What happened to the word creator? Because they will change it all, Joe. They will change every bit of it. Well, well General, is, is, it because, is it because central government wants to be God? Is that what the, the goal is? Yeah. So the, the short answer is yes. They see themselves as, as, as you know, how they, you know, I mean, honestly, and, and some of these guys in the World Economic Forum, like Harari, he's one of the one of the uh, the big right. ones where they talk about government is God, right? That these it's people sick. that believe in this God up in the sky, up in the clouds, well, the cloud, the cloud will tell you what to do, meaning the artificial intelligence cloud, the mm. federal government cloud. That's what these people believe in. Well, I'm glad that we're calling them out. I'm going to make sure this goes far and wide. I, people need to know that we are having our spirituality stripped from us every single day. And in every turn, day. They're, trying to, they're trying to replace it with central government. General, I could talk to you for two hours. Let's do it again very soon. Go to the new website. It's uh, fightlikeaflynnpack.com. It's General Michael Flynn. General, thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. God bless. Right. Thank you. God bless. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. You gotta love General Flynn does not mince words, does not pull punches, he just says it the way it is. He doesn't really care what you think. And he's right, to be honest with you. We'll post that entire interview later on tonight. Um, good, good stuff. Next hour, Kyle Serafin. He is an FBI whistleblower. There were more hearings today in Congress, and those hearings were about um, censorship online. The Democrats want more censorship. The Republicans want more freedom online. You had Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi in front of the in front of the panel again, and you got the typical answers from the typical people. I'll have some of that. We'll also have um, Matt Gates comes out talking about George Santos. Now, Carrie, they did not they did not vote on Santos yet, right? No, they're doing that tomorrow. All right, because uh, Gates came out basically saying, "Look at what Menendez did. You're trying to get rid of Santos because of OnlyFans." So it's a very interesting soundbite. We'll have that for you as well. There's lots more to come. 
Do not miss it. Another big hour coming your way on the Joe Pags Show. Joe Pags.